Today, we look at Lane Lambert and how he will be different from Barry Trotz, what we could expect from the Islanders' new head coach, and some of the players who may benefit from the coaching change. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a great weekend. So glad you could be here and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a a comment about something we've discussed, or a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future show, please feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the offseason, and look, Training camp just a few weeks away right now. We'll have all the stories leading up to it for you right here on the Locked on Islanders podcast. So, one thing I wanted to talk about on today's show. There has been, you know, we've been so caught up in trade rumors, free agent rumors, uh, the re-signing of the three RFAs in uh, Noah Dobson, Alexander Romanov and Kiefer Bellows, uh, you know, the possible Nazem Kadri move, the possible Johnny Goudreau deal, all these off-season things that have been grabbing headlines. And yet, way back, earlier in the off-season, the Islanders made a move that, in my mind, will have a bigger impact on the team than a lot of, of these other potential moves may have, and that is the Islanders have a new head coach, Lane Lambert, taking over that position for Barry Trotz. And I I guess it's a little bit of a surprise still that uh, Trotz decided uh, or the Islanders decided not to have Barry Trotz back and brought up Lambert, who has served as an assistant with the Islanders uh, for the last four years under Barry Trotz, and really was with Barry Trotz starting in 
2011-2012 with the Nashville Predators, was under trots three years there, four years with the Capitals, and then, of course, the last four years with the Islanders. And one thing we do know is that Lane Lambert was an assistant on Washington's 2018 Stanley Cup winning team, so he definitely has that. Uh, As far as head coaching experience is concerned, Lambert uh, was originally a head coach with the Prince George Cougars in the Western Hockey League uh, for most of 03-04 and all of 2004-2005. Uh, and then was head coach of the Milwaukee Admirals, who were a Predators farm club in 2007-2008. He became the head coach, led them to the playoffs four years in a row, although never got past the second round of the playoffs. But, you know, you look at his numbers and his winning percentage all four years he was there. Very solid, 594 his first year. 669 in his second season, 569 in 09-010, and then a 638 uh, winning percentage in 2010-2011. So, you know, you certainly have a consistent winning result uh, with Lane Lambert as a head coach. And it's interesting because, you know, being the head coach, Uh, in Milwaukee, there are a number of players who really feel that the the strength of uh, Lane Lambert as a coach is his communication, which may not have been Barry Trotz's strength. And the hope here is that Lane Lambert will work better with the Islanders' younger players. Here's what Blake Jeffreon, who was a forward on the uh, Milwaukee Admirals from 2010 to 2012. He's also the grandson of Boom Boom Jeffreyon, the Hall of Famer, uh, mostly with the Montreal Canadiens, later was with the Rangers, coached the Atlanta Flames. Here's what Blake Jeffreyon said. I would run through a wall for Lane Lambert. He has a really good feel for what each individual player needs to get him to play at their top level. I think these guys will get behind him full force. Hopefully, the entrepreneurial mind that Lane has will bring some new concepts and ideas to the table, leveraging who he has on the roster. So, when you look at that quote, and you sort of break it down, communication seems to be better, uh, or, or a possible area of improvement under Lambert, and I think we will see a slightly more offensive-oriented system. I don't think Lambert's system is going to be drastically different from the one that Barry Trotz was running here over the last four seasons. But I don't know if it will be quite as regimented as Barry Trotz's was. And, And while that did bring the Islanders success, especially in the playoffs the last, you know, three seasons before 2021-2022, it also came with a lot of responsibility, and there is sort of a, a a difficulty factor, especially for younger players, to learn that system 
and to adjust to that system because one player not being in the right spot can really cause a breakdown for the Islanders under the Barry Trotz system. And I think Lane Lambert is going to try to minimize some of that exactness that is needed in the system and maybe bring in a, a little more flexibility and make it a little bit easier, hopefully, for some of the less experienced players in that system to excel on this team going forward. And the thing that's encouraging to me from the Blake Jeffreyon quote is the ability that Lane Lambert possesses to address a way to motivate each player differently. I think in the modern NHL, where individuality is a lot more accepted than it was 10, 20, certainly 30 years ago, uh, it makes that skill becomes more important for a head coach. And hopefully that ability of Lane Lambert's will have a positive effect on the Islanders this year. So we're going to continue our discussion of what a difference Lane Lambert could and should make, including uh, some of the players who very well could benefit from the new head coach of the New York Islanders in Lane Lambert. We've got that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that could happen? You could end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. So who are some of the players on this Islanders roster who could benefit from the coaching change that was made this offseason? I think there are several, and I, I, I think that it could make a very big difference because we've talked about the importance of the New York Islanders improving from within. After last week's press conference by Lou Lamorello, we know the Islanders are not bringing in uh, any big names right now. The team we've got is going to be more or less the team we're sticking with. But can the change to Lane Lambert help some of these players who clearly struggled last season have better years this year. I think if there is a slight uptick in the ability of players to be a little bit more offensive-minded, I think Matthew Barzal immediately benefits from that. I think Barzi, uh, we saw what he did the one season that he did not play in the NHL under Barry Trotz, 
And statistically, even though he wasn't as well-rounded a player, statistically, he was better offensively than he was uh, under Trotz. And I think while we won't see him go back to being an 85-90 point a year guy, if we can get him into the 70s, let's say, 70 to 75 point range, 20 goals, 50 assists, let's say, give or take, that would be a big boost for this Islanders team. I think that a player like Anthony Bevilier, who clearly slumped last year, only scored 12 goals and 34 points in 75 games, that's not going to get it done. Uh, If Bo is going to reestablish himself as a second-line forward, uh, he's got to produce more than that. And even as a third-line forward, only producing 34 points in 75 games, that's kind of low-end. You want a guy like Anthony Bevilier in the 40- or 50-point range for a season, and he's capable, as we've seen, of a lot more. And I think if, you know, we've seen what Bo can do, especially in the two long playoff runs that the Islanders made in 2020 and 2021. So if the motivation aspect of Lane Lambert's skill set can get Bavillier out of that slump he had last year and motivate him, clearly he can bounce back and have a better season. Then I think the two biggest names on this list that you absolutely have to consider, and I think they are critical names, uh, and that is obviously, Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows. Love him or hate him, Barry Trotz clearly had trouble integrating younger players into the Islanders lineup. And Oliver Wallstrom definitely was disappointing last year. Got off to a hot start in October and November, but finished the season with just 13 goals and 24 points in 73 games. Saw his ice time curtailed significantly. And yeah, Barry Trotz was trying to give Oliver Wallstrom that tough love that you want to see him, uh, you know, improve, but doing it with discipline and with tough love. Perhaps the different motivational style that Lane Lambert brings to the table can help free up Oliver Wallstrom to play better, play with more confidence. And I think part of the thing about Wally, you want to see him do more things when he doesn't have the puck. And I think that what he can do uh, without the tough love and the, and the negative pressure, you know, under Barry Trotz, it always seemed to be Don't screw up defensively. And maybe a more positive approach could bring out something better in Oliver Wallstrom and give him a little bit more confidence. Again, with Kiefer Bellows, I think we've seen flashes of what Bellows can do. But we know power forwards take a little bit longer to develop. That power forwards need time to grow into their body and mature physically 
and put on a little bit more muscle to their frame in order to excel in the NHL, it's the difference when you're playing against teenagers and grown men. We are running out of time as far as Kiefer Bellows is concerned. He is not a kid anymore. Kiefer Bellows uh, right now is 24 years old. And if he's going to be that impact player that the Islanders hope he's going to be, you got to see more from him. And, And again, hopefully if the leash is a little bit longer and the coaching approach is a little bit more positive, Kiefer Bellows can maximize his potential. Look, the former first-round pick has played 67 NHL games over three seasons. He has 11 goals and 25 points. You you put that over an 82-game season, you're talking about maybe 14 goals and 30 points. Not exactly what you're looking for from a guy who, at 6'1", almost 200 pounds, you know, you would figure he could give you a little bit more offensively than what he's given you, and more importantly, be a little bit more consistent than what we've seen from him. Hopefully that will be the case, and that Lane Lambert can sort of help the light turn on a little bit more for Kiefer Bellows, who doesn't just have to do it for a game or two or three at a time, but really has to have, you know, five out of six good games over the course of an 82-game schedule, and hopefully that can happen. Defensively, I'm looking at Noah Dobson. I'm looking at Alexander Romanov to see what he does under Lambert. And then the, the guys that sort of, stick out to me, again, younger players uh, or less experienced players, Robin Salo, obviously, and then Sebastian Ajo. Can these two guys gain Lane Lambert's trust? I know it was a slow and difficult process to gain Barry Trotz's trust. Maybe a guy like Ajo and a guy like Salo can get on the ice more often and play with more confidence under Lane Lambert. It's something we've got to look for and hope for if the New York Islanders are going to return to playoff form this season after a difficult year both on and off the ice a year ago. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast Our Islanders' birthday today is one of the best pure goal scorers in Islanders' history. And he scored 132 points on the team uh, in the early to mid-90s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and some parting thoughts still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and Sunday was the 53rd birthday of former Islanders center Pierre Turgeon. Turgeon, the first overall pick in the 1987 NHL entry draft by the Buffalo Sabres, started for the Sabres in his first season, scored 14 goals and 42 points, and by his second season, He was a 30-goal scorer and a a point-a-goal 
player, a point-a-game player. By his third season, 40 goals and 106 points. But he comes over to the Islanders in the Pat LaFontaine deal and immediately becomes the focal point of the New York Islanders offense. He played 69 games for the Islanders in 1991-92, had 38 goals and 87 points that year. In 92-93, 58 goals and 132 points. That's an incredible uh, offensive total in one season in 83 games for Pierre Turgeon and his injury in the 1993 playoffs after that brutal attack by Trent Hunter definitely hurt the Islanders that year. He still had 13 points, six goals, seven assists in 11 playoff games for the Islanders that year. In 93-94, he had 94 points in 69 games and then was traded midway through the 94-95 season to the Canadiens. Uh, and still, you know, he only had only 13 goals, 27 points in 34 games for the Isles before the trade. Later played for the Canadians, the Blues, the Dallas Stars, and the Colorado Avalanche before hanging up his skates after the 06-07 season. 1,294 career games in the NHL for Pierre Turgeon. 515 career goals, 1,327 points, and only 452 penalty minutes. And he got it done in the postseason, too, in 109 playoff games, 35 goals, and 97 points. Not quite as prolific as he was in the regular season, but, and we all know this, uh, you know, it's tougher to be as productive offensively in the playoffs, less room, tighter checking, everybody more uh, more aggressive out there. We're going to go back and look at one of Pierre Turgeon's better games as an Islander. We take you back to February 20th, 1992 at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The New York Rangers are the visitors. Future Islander John Van Beesbrook, the goalie for the Rangers. Glenn Healy, a future Ranger, is the goalie for the Islanders. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Adam Creighton, his 17th from Dave McElwain, 11 minutes, 16 seconds into the game. Islanders up 1-0. Then, with Joe Sorella of the Rangers off for hooking, Turgeon, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Pierre Turgeon, his 31st of the year. Derek King and Steve Thomas with the assist at 16.35. The Rangers answer, though, less than a minute later, a mere, in fact, uh, 23 seconds later, Tony Amante, his 24th from Adam Graves and Mark Messier, Isles up 2-1 to one after one period. Nick Vakoda and Ty Domi dropped the gloves early in the second period, but then the Islanders' power play starts to click. Late in the period, with Amante off for tripping, Derek King pots his 34th, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Pierre Turgeon with an assist, Steve Thomas the other, time of the goal, 15-22. Then with future Islanders player and coach Doug Wade off for unsportsmanlike conduct, Pierre Turgeon, his second of the game, 32nd of the year, King and Tom Curvers with the assist at 17-39. And then with Ty Domi, off 
Steve Thomas on the power play. His 16th, Turgeon and Jeff Finley with the assist at 19-21. Islanders after two periods. Rob Zalmaner, his first from Brian Leach at 3:43 gets the Rangers to within 5-2. But Pierre Turgeon closes out the scoring. His 33rd of the year, third of the game. Give him the hat trick. Benoit Hogan, Derek King with the assists. Overall, uh, 31 saves for Glenn Healy in this game. In a game, the Islanders were outshot 33-29. But for Pierre Turgeon, our Islanders' birthday of the day, three goals, five points, five shots on goal. And yes, uh, a very strong overall performance, one of many he had for the Islanders, one of the most dynamic players out there. Uh, just really, you know, fast, skilled, great hands, could really stick handle very well. Not only could he put the puck in the net, but he really was good at setting up his teammates. So happy 53rd birthday to Pierre Turgeon. It was actually Sunday. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So what do you think about the situation with the new head coach, Lane Lambert? Will his arrival help the New York Islanders and get some of those younger players especially motivated and playing more to their potential than they did under Barry Trotz? Love to hear your feedback about that. You could comment on our YouTube page. You could also uh, comment on Twitter or send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You know, it, it really could be something that is very important and necessary for this team if they are going to make a return to the playoffs this year. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. We'll be back Wednesday with another episode. Stay safe, and of course... Let's go Islanders!